Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. everybody y'all listening to the voice come on dig me now <laughs> one and only steve harvey got a radio show man god is in the blessing business i'm in the receiving line man that's a good feeling you know uh i th- i thank god for waking me up in the mornings i really really do i thank god for the spirit that he wakes me up with because i finally but i finally figured it out Such a blessing that shouldn't be taken for granted, the fact that you are up today. The fact that you just got off work and you driving home. The fact that you got a job to come home from. The fact that you got a job to wake up to. 
whatever it is, the fact that you can see, think, hear, smell, walk, talk, rhyme, reason, whatever it is, it's a blessing, man. It is a blessing. See, every time he wakes you up, it's, 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 it's him saying, hey, I ain't through with you yet. Hey, man, still got, still got some work for you. Still putting you into the plan. And, you know, um, I was talking to a partner of mine last night, and an analogy came to me last night of what my life has been like. And I was just going over my story with a friend of mine of all the, some of the things I had gone through, and he never knew it because he said, man, you never told me that. We were just talking. One of the things I remember, and it's kind of equated to my life, was when I was a little boy, I used to go to the store with my mom, and uh, she would let me buy a jigsaw puzzle. And uh, I love getting a jigsaw puzzle because, man, uh, it, was, it, was, it was just interesting to me. You know, for those of you that grew up back in the day, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, I was telling my partner, you know, it wasn't no video games to play or nothing. So in the wintertime, a jigsaw puzzle was kind of cool to me. It gave me something to do. And what we do is, my mother would spread out a piece of newspaper on the section of the floor or spread out some newspaper on the end of a table. And I would buy a jigsaw puzzle. Now, for those of you, a jigsaw puzzle comes in a box. There are no instructions. It just comes in a box. And it's simple. You're going to dump the pieces out in a pile, and you're going to try to put the pieces together until it looks like the picture that's on the cover of the box. That's as simple as it is. Here is the deal. I would select a jigsaw puzzle based on the picture that I liked and if I thought I could do it. Now, if the jigsaw puzzle, if the picture looked too crazy, if it looked too intricate, too detailed, I didn't want that puzzle. You know, and the thing was, back in the day, you got a jigsaw puzzle. You had 100-piece puzzles, 400-piece puzzles. Man, then they say a 1,000-piece puzzle. You go, whew, ooh, man. So those were a little difficult for me when I was a little boy. So I didn't want that. As I got a little bit older, I had more challenging puzzles, you know. 450, 500 piece puzzles. But I always picked a picture of something I liked and wanted to see happen. So it's very simple. You get the jigsaw puzzle, you get it home, you open it up, you dump it out on the table. You flip all the pieces over so you can see them. And then I would try to sort them based on the colors on the box. If it was like a, a black section, i take all the black pieces and slide them over there. If it was some flowers, I'd try to find all the pictures with little jigsaw pieces with the little floor, and I'd separate them. And then I'd start putting it together. And the way I started was I'd try to build the border first because I knew all the straight edges had to be side by side at one point. So I'd go like that. And it was funny, man, because it's related to my life. I would start putting the pieces together of the picture I saw that I liked. And that would be my picture. 
And oftentimes when I got through with the puzzle, the puzzle would be about maybe two feet wide, two feet high, something like that. I liked them about that size. Sometimes I get a little bigger one, depending on the size of the piece and stuff. And I would make that puzzle. A lot of people didn't like jigsaw puzzles. The majority of people I knew and my friends didn't like jigsaw puzzles because they didn't like the work. And I had a partner that used to come to my house and see mine and get mad and he'd go home and start one and it'd get too difficult along the way and then he'd stop, go back to it, and his puzzle was left unfinished a lot of times. As a matter of fact, none of the boys on the street liked jigsaw puzzles but me. What happened was, as I got older, I wanted more difficult and challenging puzzles, but I wouldn't go too far. I wanted some nice stuff to happen. I had a picture of what I wanted for my life, but I didn't want to go too far because it was so challenging and difficult. I, I, I couldn't see myself with all of that, and I didn't have the time, the knowledge, the expertise, the figuring all the intricate details. And I discovered something when I was talking last night. That's what happens in life to a lot of people. You get bogged down with the details of coming up. You say, oh, that puzzle crazy. Next thing you know, you crumble it up and put it back in the box. Or you go halfway and you get stuck. And you get to the part where it ain't a lot of different colors. It's all the same. And that's a little bit more challenging. So that may stop you. But it's somewhere in the jigsaw puzzle that it gets very difficult and challenging the bigger the picture you want. But then what will happen in your life is just like what will happen in a jigsaw. Once you get comfortable and you don't mind the challenge, you could get a bigger picture. But here's the key to it, though. If you put God in your mix, see, the picture that I saw for myself as a boy is not the picture that has happened to me as a man. Because along the way from boyhood to manhood, from the time I was 10, you understand, what happened along the ride in there was I started putting God in the mix. And so now the picture that I have now is not the picture I saw. It's the picture that God saw. So what I'm saying, this analogy is, the picture you have, may be difficult to complete. But if you were to include God in your life, put God in your jigsaw puzzle, God will not only help you complete the puzzle, and he going to add some pieces, he going to do some favors, he going to show some mercy, and you going to look up, and the picture that you're able to end up with will be totally different and much more complete, much more beautiful, a bigger picture than the one you had because there's no way that I could have saw the life that I have today back when I was a boy. And it amazes me when I hear people say, I always saw this for myself. Uh, I didn't do that. I didn't quite see this for myself. I don't know how you can have the ability to see what God really has for you. But man, he's a masterful jigsaw man. He's an incredible puzzle completer. So if you got a puzzle that's challenging to you, What's the picture that God has for your life? If God were in your life, if you completed the puzzle, what would it look like? It'll be a far more extensive puzzle, and it will be a far more beautiful piece of scenery than you could have ever imagined. 
And guess what? He ain't through with me yet. That's what's amazing and exciting about a relationship with God. God can take your jigsaw puzzle and fix it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody, your attention, please. We are in full effect this morning. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve Harvey. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, boss? Well, 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 are you in full effect or are you still down? 7525 Junior in the building. Mm. 75% Junior's back. J. Anthony Brown. What up, Steve Harvey? Well, 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 well. Look who the wind blew in. Do him first, though, Steve. <laughs> huh? Do him first. Okay, hold up. Okay, so this is Tommy after the prank end. Huh? Did I do it? That's was there everything you thought I was going to be? That's what he's been doing every huh? day since you've been gone. <laughs> Praise me. <laughs> Am I the king or not? You're the king. <laughs> You're the king. Man. Huh? You're the king. Was it stupid? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was stupid. Huh? Uh-huh. Well. Where you going to be? You can catch me at the place. <laughs> what? Yeah, down there, tickets on sale now. Be ye ready. Stupid is coming to town. This is what he's doing every day since you've yeah. been gone. I ain't got no idea how many tickets is left, but you better get them before they sell out. Probably won't, but come on anyhow. Woo! <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> every day, Tommy. Is it good? <laughs> huh, Shirley? <laughs> yeah, huh, Shirley? you were great. You were great. Call. Call up. Yes. Uh, yes. Jay, Team Tommy? I'm Team Tommy. All right. All right. Well, he's Team Tommy, yeah. but he's so disloyal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Boy, I'll be doing some pranks, Crazy. don't I? Yeah, man. Huh? Best ever was. You can pick them up at Walmart. Church folk need last two, uh, volume 78. <laughs> wearing it out. Every day, Tommy. Every day. <laughs> Nothing else to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, man, you wasn't here and we was doing the prank, so somebody had to introduce him and act like you heard him. And so, and I, I got so many compliments. Man, you sound just like Tommy. They actually thought you was him. Mm-hmm. Man, that's sure. I didn't pay no attention. Uh, why he praised himself like that? Uh, you know, he don't be praising himself. He and what is him. what is wrong with Junior? What's, what's, why is he 75, 25? Well, oh, yeah. oh, wait till Tommy you hear Junior. this. <laughs> Junior let's, and Will. Let's just say you could beat him today. You should race him right now. <laughs> that's that's no you would Tommy, win his ass Tommy, I invited him all over to the house. <laughs> to participate. <laughs> hey, man, my security guard called me. He said, Mr. H, it's a lot of cars in the front of the house. Just checking on, checking all the cameras. Who is all them people lay, laying in your grass? <laughs> <laughs> they supposed to be working out. It is time for something funny coming up. We'll be back at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, it's time for something funny. And, uh, Jay, this is about stuff you say to your neighbors under your breath. Please explain. This has to do with we see our neighbors all the time. We're not that fond of them mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we speak, but under our breath we're saying little things, little little insulting things like, Hey, how you doing? You need to clean up that last ass, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it 100, Jack. Keeping it. 
keeping it 100. You got one seat. Check, Jay. I just want this. <laughs> Earl, how you doing? How you doing? Earl, my man. You need some curtains, man. You know, I'm going to see your naked ass oh. every night. We see it too much. How you doing, Franklins? Good to see you. Hope that boy stay home this time. <laughs> uh, 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 he forgot. Yeah. <laughs> he just got out. He takes vacations, Junior. <laughs> Good to see ya. Uh-huh. This is fifth time. <laughs> Come on, nephew. The stuff we Perkins. say to our neighbors. <laughs> Perkins. How are you? Good, good. We should do something with that damn boat you've been having. Back. <laughs> you do something with that damn boat. That boat don't even work. You got deep restrictions. <laughs> how you doing, Miss Kennedy? Hey, how you doing? I can smell that weed way over here. <laughs> Across the street, I smell that way. Dale, Dale, Kim, how you guys doing today with two stupid ass kids? <laughs> <laughs> Half with me. Not the kids. Yeah, with Not them the stupid ass kids. <laughs> this is stuff we say to our neighbors under, under our, our breath. breath. It's got to be seen. It's got to be seen. What's, what's, Come on, Junior. Hey, hey, Smith's good to see you. <laughs> All right, now. I wouldn't be pushing my mama that long. <laughs> <laughs> now, she got to do something. Three people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, how are you? Good, good. Wish you can stop your fat-ass wife from swimming naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> just scaring the hell out of my dog. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Anderson, how you doing? Yeah. How you got four claws on block and don't none of them work? <laughs> <laughs> four cars? <laughs> That yard is a mess. <laughs> Stuff we say to our neighbors under our breath. Come on, Steve. Will us. What's going on, boy? I see you. Have a good one today. So glad he over there because that breath for him. <laughs> he came out with that breath. He cut my grass last week. He killed my flowers. He spoke to me and cut my grass last week with this breath. Wow, that's bad. That's a dragon right there. <laughs> hey, hey, Johnsons, it's good to see y'all. All right, now, man, now, now, we good, we good. I'll tell you right now, I know a baby when he eat paper. I know, I know that baby eat paper. Ain't, ain't got to tell me no more. I know that baby eats paper. Baby, he's smart at all. <laughs> no, you ain't got to bring him over. No, we good. <laughs> Stuff uh, we he got to make this birthday party. Baby. <laughs> Stuff we say to our neighbors under our breath. Tommy, go. Leonard. Hey. Nice day today. Good, good. Wasn't good last night. Damn police. What? I know you said that, though. I know you said that. You, you called him. You called him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff we say to our neighbors under our breath. Ethel, Herman, how y'all doing? <laughs> so good. Ethel and Herman, Ethel my friends, my friends. <laughs> Time for y'all put y'all mama in the home. <laughs> you cannot say that. 
Black people don't do that. <laughs> hey, Mr. Mitchell, what's going on? Yeah, I'm good. You don't see that dog doing your yard. You just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just gonna right leave, it. leave it there. <laughs> you need you need <laughs> Stuff we say to our neighbors <laughs> under our breath. Junior. Hey, what's up, Curtis? <laughs> hey, Keisha, what's going on? <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> all right now. Ain't no end of the world no better than that damn loud. <laughs> he ain't killing that. <laughs> way <laughs> too much noise. Been <laughs> I don't even know how they touched both their stomachs. <laughs> all right, man, I'm good, man. <laughs> nephew stuff we say to our neighbors <laughs> under our breath kindly <laughs> kindly yards looking good looking real good you come over this line though you come over this line. one more time with that damn lawnmower i'm telling you now you know what the damn line is i know you know what it is. you know my side you know your damn side keep on doing it <laughs> Well, that property line means something. It really do, man. It's invisible, but it means something. You know what that line is, right? Man, that's my line. All right, I think we have time for two more. Jay and then Steve close it out. Stuff we say to our neighbors under our breath. Let's go. Hey! Hey! What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Ooh, she whooped your ass last night. <laughs> <laughs> she got into a fight. <laughs> she, she told it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Close it out. Stuff we say to our neighbors. Read up, Sydney. <laughs> hey. You could have invited me over to the little stank ass party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They had barbecue and everything. That's why I'm barbecue and everything. <laughs> I know, I know you ran out of room over there, but the last patio you done built. I came over. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, thank you. That was good. Thank you. Uh, coming up next is the nephew and run that prank back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. Come on now. <laughs> you got a prank fool what you got the air conditioning man okay let's just okay. leave it at that hello hello i'm trying to reach uh mr i think that's the name yeah this is this what's this in regard to uh this, uh, this is about a uh, air conditioning unit you did some work uh for us over on uh my house over off street do you remember coming out there last week uh yeah yeah i remember yeah Right, my uh, it was a lady there, my wife. She let you in to come on. Uh, right, right. Is there, is there a problem? Is there a problem? The air's not cooling or what? No, 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 no. It's cooling. Everything. Matter of fact, I want to tell you uh, uh, that you did a you did a good job. But uh, I got a question for you now. When you was at the house and you was uh, working on the air conditioner out there in the backyard, did you did you happen to go on the side of my house and pull out? And use the bathroom right there on the side. Did you go over there and, and you do number one on the side of my house? Say what? Well, what I'm saying is that my wife tells me that when you were there, that you you went on the side. She was looking out the window. She said that when you was there, that you uh, and went and used the bathroom on the side of the, hold, of the hold, house. Hold, 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 hold. Wait a minute. I did what now to what? I 
You, right. You 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 and you did number one over on the side of the house. Now is is that something that you did? Say, man, look, uh, you you got to understand something, man. All right, now I, I apologize if that did happen, but you got to understand something. You know, we down south, man, and. You know, we talking 85, 90, 95 degree weather, man. I got to stay hydrated. I got to drink a lot of fluids. So, you know, with me being the age that I am, I have to drink a lot of fluids and attend to pass through. Uh, that, look, now, once, once again, I said I apologize. I understand all that. But you know what? I can't accept no apology like that when I got a man that got on the side of my house and then oh, and Man, now, I'm apologizing to you. And you coming off on me like that? You, you done, you done in front, on the side of my house in front of my wife. I, now, look here, young man. Now, if your wife saw me evidently, she need to see some type of because you evidently ain't doing some who the hell? Who you think you talking to? Why is your wife watching me anyway do my work? Why, is she that hard up that she got to look at the old man? Look, look, look. All I know is I don't want no man at my house, in the house, side of the house, backyard, nothing. Well, you should have been there. Hey, look, man, let me tell you something, dog. Let me tell you something. I'm the only person at my house. You understand well, me? Evidently, you ain't right if she out there looking at me. Look here, son. I'm a professional, okay? I do my job, and I take my job with pride, okay? It's not being professional. If there's something that I did, that's that water running through me. All right? Okay, now, but you don't you don't at no other man's house. And you at my house, and my wife sitting there looking at you out the window. Now, I got a problem with that. Well, what you need to have a problem with is your wife looking at me if that's what I did. You know what? You need to be at home and give her something to look at other than looking at me. You don't tell me what I need to do about my wife. Now, you don't go to another man. Man, you know what? I'm about to lose it, all right? You're going to make me lose it. Let me get my my book. That's all. Yeah, I got your right here. You damn right. right. And I'm going to tell you what. That's You don't at another man's house. You don't do that. And people, my wife looking out the window. And I bet you knew that them blinds was open. Young man, nah. You did, you did. You did me real upset with these accusations. All right? Now, look. You at, you at, what is the street? Nah, you, are, you know where I'm at. You, there, I will show you what the I want you to bring your ass back over no, here I on Phillips. What, I know exactly what you said. You that yoked on that on that on that go down uh street. I'ma come over there and I got something for your yoked. I got something for you. Now Who you, you think? made me disregard my professionalism and I'm gonna come show you what being is about. Look, man, what you don't do is at another man's house and that's what you did and you know it ain't called for. Now you could have held that. I apologize, man. I had to go. I told you I drank a lot of fluids in this hot heat, man. Now what else do you want me to do? I want you to keep your fluid till you get to the service station down the street, but not in my backyard side of the house and my wife looking out the window. Man, f- you and f- what you talking about. If I did, I apologize. If you can't accept it, then the hell with it. Look at you. You're going to f- me off and make me do something up in here. I'm telling what you, you now. What you going to do, man? I done told you. I Okay. No, you ain't. I, I take you'll do what? Let me tell I you something. Kick your young because judging from the age of your wife, your wife is young, and I know you're young. You can't deal with no old school. I'll kick your young. You're gonna, you're gonna get your whooped today. You hear me? You're no, gonna uh, get. Uh, let, no, let me no, take you. Street two. I'll come.
Let me tell you, sir, I got one more thing to say to you. Is you listening to me? Speak, speak, damn it. This is Nephew Tommy. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy named... Hey, man. Man, now you know what? I'm going to get with his... He know I got heart palpitations. And I don't need this type of in my life, man. He said, man, my boy be out there fixing air conditions and heaters all day. He said, man, let me tell you something. He said he'd be frustrated to begin with. He said, begin him a call. He, he said, know me- it, man, because I got nine or ten more I still got to do today. <laughs> hey, man, you all right? Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right now, nephew. I'm all right now, nephew. <laughs> nephew coming. You and that Steve Harvey are some damn fools in the morning. I listen to y'all cats every in the morning, man. I don't know how in the hell. I sit back riding laughing. appreciate it, man. I got one more question to ask you, man. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Well, you know, the Steve Harvey <laughs> Morning Show. There you go, Shirley. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Millennials are going broke. I think we all have millennials. I got one that's yeah. broke. I got one that's damn sure broke. Yeah. yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, you have a gen. Yeah, you have a one of those, Carla. We we all have millennials here. Uh, they say they're going broke because of social media, though. Uh, according to research by Allianz Life, 57% of millennials, that's compared to 28% of Gen Xers and 7% of baby boomers, say they've spent money they didn't have because of something they saw on social media. They buy online, they do. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. with our online. money, right? And not keeping aware of how much money they got, right? Facebook got some good stuff out there. They do, man. They be running and some and good stuff too. But we have jobs. We can buy it. Our kids, uh, all right, uh, seems like... Lots of millennials feel pressure to keep up appearances, with nearly 50% saying they are influenced by their friends' posts of lavish vacations and lifestyles. Now, according to the survey, social media has become the millennials' financial Achilles heel. All right? Okay. I yeah. believe it. You agree? Mm-hmm. We did not have that problem. No, 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 no. It was on a Polaroid if yeah, you saw no. it. Because when you were cutting grass and collecting bottles and all that stuff to get money, it was a whole different story. You yeah. saved Damn. your money. It was man. a hustle. Yeah. It was a hustle, right. right. Uh, or you got allowances. I cut uh, a lot yeah. of y'all. I think it's more reactionary spending available to young people now. Compulsive spending, I mean. Uh-huh. You know, I think they could just press a button and it's done. Yeah. That's it. You know, it, was, it. wasn't no we had to get up, go to the Work store, find it. it all. Like, it's, you can just do compulsive buying. Mm-hmm. And you can press a button and press a button and I got that. Oh, I got that. And I got that. And next thing you know, no, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big cause of it right there. The accessibility of everything, and it's so easy to do. Right. But we didn't get them a credit card to do it. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. yeah. Because the yeah. parents, you guys live a better lifestyle than how our parents did. Yeah. So you're able to give your well, kids more. Provide. Yeah, provide well, you know, I mean, you got to give them a debit card because that's everything set up on that. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want them mm-hmm. carrying the cash. Oh, no. no. So you give them a debit card. But you've got to teach them, and that's the struggle. Uh, my boys are, are, are better at it. Well, mm-hmm. Morgan's really good with money, but Morgan and her husband are, are very, very self-sufficient. Carly and her husband are very self-sufficient. 
Brandy's out, she's self-sufficient. My oldest son, I don't have to concern myself with him. Lori and Winton, they lost their damn mind. Well, those them the two that's always had it good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, them two right that's there, they ain't mm-hmm. had no, they ain't had no dog. Are you still in the given situation of their lives? Meaning, if they don't have it, you. I just... am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughters, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they come to me with a situation, but I'm it's a, always a situation. I'm here. Yeah, I'm gonna help them before I have to let them have to go to some man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I help them before they have to go to some man because then I know that come with some stipulations. One of my daughters just texted me today. You know, they make me sick, though, the way they text. Hey, Dad. You know what? <laughs> but Put something with it. Can I get yes. a hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a how are you <laughs> today? Hello. Yeah. There's really not a lot behind the begging that they do because it's so short. It's but, never, it's not great. But, but don't text me, hey, Dad, yeah. question mark. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. Yeah. And, but they text like they talk. Hey, Dad. And then they wait on you to go, hey, girl. And then they go, what you doing? And then uh, it took me forever to find out what WYD was. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> so I said, walking down. <laughs> I love down it. Now. I love I'm our millennials. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back and forth like that. And I don't have that kind of time. So I ignore the hey, dad text. Yeah. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know what Because I don't have time to take back, go, hey, you. How you doing today? How you doing? W-Y-D. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I wish they had what we had, just a J.C. Penney catalog. Man, if I want something from you know my parents, you better get busy. <laughs> my daughter said, what could I do to get $1,500? I said, you could call somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we have to get to Miss Ann. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. Okay, (laughs) not funny, but millions of Americans are dealing with a serious summer heat wave right now. Folks dealing with scorching temperatures across the South Midwest and the East Coast. In fact, in Minneapolis, one of the newspapers put on the front uh, cover that uh, Minneapolis was like Saudi Arabia with lakes. Horrible news. A three-year-old Idaho girl who was attacked over the weekend on her own birthday party in Boise has died. The man accused of stabbing her, an American, several other children and adults for absolutely no reason is charged with first-degree murder. The children ranged in age from 3 to 12, and police say the victims are members of refugee families from Syria, Iraq, and Ethiopia. A man in Cleveland has been arrested by federal agents for allegedly planning a real 4th of July blast. Cops say that Demetrius Nathaniel Pitts told an undercover agent that he was scouting locations in hopes of parking an explosive-laden vehicle that would blow up during Cleveland's downtown parade. Pitts, who's an American citizen, now charged with attempted support of a terrorist organization. The feds say that Pitts initially came under surveillance in 2017 after expressing a desire to join al-Qaeda. Pitts faces a maximum of 20 years in prison if he is found guilty. Looks like President Trump is sticking to his promise to announce his pick to replace the retiring Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy next Monday. I interviewed and met with four potential justices of our great Supreme Court, Uh, They are outstanding people. They are really incredible people in so many different ways, academically and every other way. Trump says he's looking at five to seven candidates in all. Former movie mogul Harvey Weinstein facing a new predatory sexual assault charge in Manhattan involving a third woman. Weinstein already pleaded not guilty to similar charges involving two other women. If convicted of these new charges, Harvey Weinstein faces up to life in prison. 
Joe Jackson's been laid to rest and in the same Southern California cemetery as his son, Michael. That's a Forest Lawn Memorial Park. Joe Jackson died last Wednesday in Las Vegas. Joe Jackson was 89 years old. He is survived by his estranged wife, Catherine, eight children and dozens of grands. A new study finds that coffee drinkers may be less likely to die of an early death than non-Java lovers. Get that. Good, I drink coffee every morning. And finally, today is National Eat Beans Day. Ooh, nasty. Back to more entertainment and today's trending topic 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're in the middle of this segment called I'm Becoming My Parents. And uh, Jay and Steve Harvey are, are letting us know that they're uh, saying things to the their same kids. same thing. We haven't come up with nothing yeah. new. You got one, Steve? You got one? <laughs> A scratch on that wall is a scratch on your ass. You better say it, because that's me now. Put a scratch on that wall, it's going to be a scratch on your ass. Yeah. I love that. I'll say that now. I'll say that. You say that, Carla. Right. Scratch on that wall. Yeah. That means you really want to scratch on your behind if you scratch that wall. Yeah. Because they over there playing. They ain't got to get over there playing. How about this? I don't know if it could be done, but I damn near got beat to where I thought it was going to come off. I will beat all, all the black off you. Yes. You said that? I will I will be the all the black. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if it can happen. I don't know if it can go down. Come on, Steve. <laughs> that you standing in that refrigerator though like you bought something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, what's the, I like it. I got to oh use that one. Uh-huh. Hey, and what's the time limit on that refrigerator? Yeah, yeah, it, it, no, you got to get in and get out. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Steve. Yeah. Come on, Jay. Somebody need to tell me. Why all these lights is on? Oh, I need to that, know that. That's me. That, now that is me. That's my uh, husband. Yeah. Ooh, I need to leader. know why all these lights is on. Uh, yes. <laughs> See? I love it, Jeff. We're becoming our parents. We are becoming mm-hmm. our parents. I'm tired because Junior. <laughs> Junior making you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, this, this is dedicated to Carla. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, come on. This is Pat Boatner's line. Uh-huh. My mama. Uh-huh. Huh? If you can hum me, you can hear me. Yes, yes. man. Yes. That's my mama. Yes. Come on, Steve. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. You're about to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hum me, you can hear me. You can hear me. Oh, my mama used oh. to say that. Oh, this is one. Ann Lee Brown special. Mm. So my mama was a heavy, little heavy, you know, little heavy on the stocky side. So this was her patent. Don't make me run after you. And, and she couldn't run anyway. <laughs> but don't yeah. make me run after you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you know. You didn't want that. Let me go and walk back in and take this because mm-hmm. it ain't going to yeah. be nice if I make her run. Okay. <laughs> this one is dedicated uh-huh. to Shirley's mama, Miss Helen. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Everyone has seen you. Yes. <laughs> and you do it too much. Oh, yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. You do yeah. it too much. Have a seat. You do it way too much. Everybody already saw you. <laughs> Get out of this room looking in my mouth when I talk. Yes. Because yeah. ain't nobody talking to you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, grown folks conversation. This is uh-huh. this is grown folks talking up in here. Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 34 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, it is time, guys, for Comedy Roulette. Here are today's categories. You pretty, mu- pretty much know the rules, right, Jay? Explain it quickly. Let me run it. You want to run it down? Mm-hmm. Man, down. just we already done this damn thing. But, Steve, we need to Spend run it down. We wheel. get new people we, every we day, We have new Steve. affiliates, We have new Steve. listeners. If you get new listeners. Here we is wasting time. <laughs> what, what is wrong <laughs> with your nerves? His nerves is bad. They're so bad. <laughs> that needs roulette to be one. Man, man your nerves is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Give us five let's subjects. Do, let's put do the your subjects on a back. wheel. Put the subjects on a wheel. Spun the wheel. Where it stop? We can do the damn thing. All right, here we go. <laughs> that is on the wheel. Man, you please put it up there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, number one, they're in jail again. Uh, two, you always take more food than you can bring from a party. Mm-hmm. Three, uh-huh. whatever, your uncle is your daddy. <laughs> wow. I love that one. Uh-huh. Wow. Four, look, dude, it's time for you to cut all of that off now. Okay? Yes, yes. Let it go. Yes. Let it go. And number five, man, your nerves are bad. <laughs> Roll the wheel and do the last one. <laughs> Oh, oh man, it man, really your nerves there. is bad. It did stop there. That's crazy. It is that. It's, that's the one we doing. Man, your nerves are oh, bad. Yeah, that's God. the one we doing Dude. because, see, now we're going to find out who really funny. Go ahead, Jay. Man, when you say hello to somebody, they go, hello? What you mean by hello? Hello what? <laughs> Man. Why it's got to be hello in the morning? Why can't it be in the afternoon? I'm tired of people speaking to me early in the damn morning. I ain't got started on my day yet. Every time I look around, somebody, good morning, good morning. What's so damn good about it? Ooh. Come on. Come on, Junior. Why? I'll tell you, I'll tell you when you know your nerves is bad. You know you're nervous when any sound you hear and you jump <laughs> falls yeah. like a car backfire. What yeah. you up under this table for? Yeah. Your <laughs> nerves is bad. Well, you ain't yeah. living right. Is bad. <laughs> sound scare you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, nephew. When you at a funeral and you ask the pastor, how long you gonna be, man? Go bury this person. <laughs> how long we gonna be with this, man? <laughs> Put her down now. <laughs> Nerves. Put nerves down. All right, come on, Steve. Your kids walk in the room and go, Mama, Daddy, and you turn around. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your nerves bad. You Your got nerves. some bad nerves. Hell, nerves are calling me fault. <laughs> When you have people standing outside your office going, no, you go ask him. No, you ask him. No, no you go in there and ask him. No, no, you go ask him. I ain't going to ask him. You ask him. Well, we're playing comedy roulette. It stopped on. on. Man, your nerves are bad. I'll tell you, you know, your nerves are bad. When you sitting there shaking, smoking a cigarette, I, I don't know what you going through, uh-huh. but your nerves is bad. I don't know what the evidence is, but your ass is shaking. <laughs> shaking. Let me tell you something. When you at your house uh-huh. and you by yourself and ain't nobody else in there mm. but some ice moving the glass in the sink <laughs> and your ass run through the patio door without opening it, yeah. hey, man, your nerves bad, This is in honor of our fearless leader, Steve Harvey. Comedy Come on, roulette. Man, man, your I got nerves one for y'all, too, then. Okay. See, you're talking about Steve. Uh-huh. Man, your nerves is bad when you think all your co-workers is lying on you. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs>
Come on, Jay. Man, oh, your nerves you know your are bad. your nerves is bad. When you're outside, your boss's office taking bets on what mood he's going to be in today. Yes, <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, nephew Somebody Tommy. Somebody me what that means. Has a prank phone call. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what the reaction was. Right after this. <laughs> you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after. Get ready for today's strawberry letter. But up next, nephew, what do you have for us on the menu today? PSC. What is PS? P S C. Y'all want to know what it means? Yes. Prostate checker. Oh, can't stand him. Oh, what? Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach a Roger. This Roger. Hi, my name is Greg. I'm a PSC. Uh, I got you on my schedule. I'm supposed to come by your house tomorrow morning at about 7.15. I just want to give you a call and uh, give you a heads up and let you know we will be there about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work you at... Say uh, you're, oh, you say you're who? I'm a PSC, sir. I'll be okay. there I'll be there tomorrow. I got you on my schedule uh, for Monday morning, and I'll be there uh, at least about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work at 7.30 and... Uh, my procedure is only going to take a couple minutes, but I wanted to What's just kind of give a friendly call and let you know that I will be by there tomorrow morning. What's a PSC? PFC? What you say? A PSC? PSC, sir. PSC. I will be there tomorrow. I've been in business uh, probably for the last, uh, I guess, about 13, 14 years now. What is PSC specialist? What you do? Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. You're not familiar? Uh, you got me on the schedule. I ain't signed up for nothing. Oh, I got you on my list here. I don't know who put you on here, but you, it's been paid for and everything for me to come by and, and do my job. And like I said, it'll only take me a couple minutes, and I'll have you on your way. How do you uh, get my number? Say, say again? How did you get my phone number? Sir, everything I have, I got I got 20 stops tomorrow, and I got you scheduled as uh as my uh, as my first stop tomorrow morning. I don't know. I got your phone number. I do have your address. Are you at Drive? Yeah, that's my address, but I'm not scheduled for nobody to come to my house in the morning. I got to go to work in the morning. I'm not going to be here. Right, right. My understanding, well, you, from my understanding, you pull out about 7.30, and I'm going to get there at 7.15. Like I said, my, the, the, you know, the procedure only takes about two, three minutes, and, and well, I'll be on my way. Well, who told you about every, all my information? You know, when I leave home and everything, who is this? Like I say, my name is Greg. I'm a, I'm a PSC, and I'll be there. Okay, you said that already. I, you'll, you'll see me tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to give you a friendly call here on Sunday and let you know that I'll be there uh, I'll be there about 7.15, and we'll get you taken care of, and then I'll let you get on your way to work. You still ain't telling me what, I'm supposed, what you're supposed to be doing. Sir, a PSC is PSC. I'm a prostate checker, and what I'll be doing is coming in and checking your prostate tomorrow. Oh, hell no. Nah. You ain't coming here to check my prostate. I get my prostate checked by my doctor. Who who are you talking about coming to check my prostate? Not at my house. You ain't coming to check my Sir, prostate. You, uh, and, and you know what? I get this all the time. I get a lot of people that, that are in denial, a lot of men that that, that claim that they've, man, they've got it. Man, my prostate is fine. I had my prostate checked just the beginning of this year, man. You don't need to come to my house checking my prostate. Sir, a lot of people, a lot of men are in denial saying that they got it checked and they got it. And a lot of times we find out they haven't. And, and and there has to be a reason. If I got you on my list and it's paid, somebody has paid $125 for me to come by there and check it. Well, you should be happy you paid $125. This is the less job you have to do then because you're not coming to check my prostate. Sir, I'm going to check it. Now, I'm going to be by there tomorrow, and I'm, at 7.15 I'm putting my rubber glove on with a little bit of gel on it, and I am going to check your prostate, and then I'll let you get on to work. Well, I tell you what, that rubber glove ain't going nowhere near me, homeboy. I tell you what, you bring your ass on over to my house if you want to. It ain't going to be pretty, and it ain't going to be nice with you and your rubber glove. 
Sir, sir. Have had to stick a rubber glove up your when I'm done with you. Don't be coming about my high time about taking my prostate. Sir, sir, do you realize that this is the leading cause to black men? Do you realize man, that? I understand that, man. All right, they got three out of five black men. Three out of five black men are lost every year man, because of prostate this, cancer. So you ought to be very grateful that someone is sending me by there to check it and make sure you're okay. I'm grateful that I can pay for a doctor that I go to every, every uh, once a year, man. You don't have to come to my house talking about sticking no rubber glove up me, man. What's wrong with you? Sir, sir, I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with you. My job is to give you a friendly call and let you know that I'm coming. All right? Well, I, now, tomorrow you, morning, listen, I don't want to hear any more of it. Tomorrow morning, I'm there at 715, and you're going to get your prostate check whether you like it or not. Well, you bring on by here then. I sure be here. You bring your bad Thank you bad enough to come over here and check my prostate. You bring your on. I'm going to check on. it. So you just be ready at 7.15 that you're going to get your prostate checked. Yeah, I'll be here. I sure I'll be let here. you go you on to work. On. Case closed. You come on over here if you want to. You know my address and all my what time I go to work and everything. You you bring your bad on over here if you want to. I don't care if I got to come over there, sir, and hold you down and check your prostate. I'm coming to check your prostate at 7.15 tomorrow morning. Oh, I tell you what, you bring your bad on over here, you, you think you know who I am, what I need over here? You come on over here and you do what you got to do. I'm going to be what, over there tomorrow you morning. You're going to be checking something else besides me. You're going to be checking your own. You bring your on over here if you want to. See if I don't get you up out of here. I'm be coming to my house with that. Baby. Baby, you you call somebody talking about I need a prostate check or something. Somebody on the phone talking about I need a prostate or something. You bring your, I tell you what, I'll be here when you get here. You bring your over here. I will be there tomorrow at 7:15 in the morning. You with my glove on. You may walk your over here. You may be wheeled away from this. You bring your if you want to. I'm gonna have my glove on tomorrow, and I'm gonna be checking your prostate at 7:15 you, in the morning. You want to come out checking the prostate? You gonna be checking your own prostate? Cause I'm telling you what, I got something for your. You come over here. You bring your bad. You think you're bad enough to come over here and check something over here? You come on with it. I got one come more on thing I need to say to you. Are you listening? Then what the hell you got to say to me now? You didn't tell me it's nothing. What this you got to tell me now? Are you listening to me? Just bring. On over here. You're going to be hearing me. I'm going to be over there, but I got one more thing I want to say. Are you man, listening? What you got to say to me, man? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Who? <laughs> Who are you? Who you say you was again? <laughs> hey, man. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Your homeboy got me to prank phone call you. Hey, this Chris Johnson, Chris Matthew, Harvey, man. And Tommy, boy, man. You all right, Roger? Boy, y'all about to make me go out. I wonder who the hell gonna come out uh, of somebody's house to do a prostate check, man, on a regular basis like that, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so got me, man. I'm gonna get him back, boy. I, I can't believe he do me like that. I'm going to go over there and check his prostate. You know, I don't even think he get here checked on the regular. I want to have somebody come check mine. <laughs> hey, man, I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is, what is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> Steve Harvey Morning Show. Just doing my duty, that's all. Yeah. Just doing my duty, that's all. You're going to get it one yeah. day. Well, you know, not yet. But I'm praying for you, though. (laughs)
Yeah, ain't I think his se- segment is just as ignorant as mine. I don't. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know why? You know, yeah. No, it's not. I know why I oh, get it's not, burned. Steve? You don't no, think it's so? Not. <laughs> no, it's not. At least Tommy at the end lets them off the hook. Oh, yeah. That's we true. just leave your mess out there hanging. That you don't true. apologize, say it's a joke or nothing. Mm, it's just, if they're in and the news, scared, he's doing it. We're scared to see these people in public that be running. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 what was that sound, Steve? <laughs> mm. <laughs> he go, he's the one that's gonna see him quicker yeah. than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever said anything to you, Steve, about these? Any pranks? looks or anything? Not the prank about no, Jay. About yeah. Jay. Don't don't put the, the prank in Jay, there. Jay, anything? Yeah, uh, what, <laughs> what did they say? Who was it? It wasn't hey, I, Steve. I don't get it. I just had a couple of moments. Just one, really. Uh. But you know, I, the, 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 you know, line I hate more than what, anything. What? What? Damn, Steve, I thought we was cool. <laughs> um, we are cool. What, what happened? What, what are you was talking about? Dog, what changed was cool? Is that what it was? <laughs> that was too far, Tom. What changed cool? <laughs> Cool. What else going on, player? <laughs> good to see you. Looking good, then what? Boy, you looking good, man. How the wife? Everybody good? Family good, man? Man, God bless you, man. My strawberry letter is up next at four minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time for today's strawberry letter. If you're in a situation and you need some advice, all you have to do is go to steveharveyfm.com and submit your strawberry letter. And Steve and I might read your letter on the air. All right, let's go, Tommy. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. All right, subject, my husband lives with my brother. Dear Stephen Shirley, I have been married for five years. But my husband moved out three years ago and moved in with my brother. After he got into a big argument with my son, my son really didn't know my husband that well when we got married and he thought that my husband was using me, so he didn't like him. My husband tried to come back home twice and my husband and my son disrespected him both times, though he said he would never come back. Despite our living situation, my husband and I still do everything together. We make love all the time, we, um, but we have to go to hotels. My husband says that he loves me very much and I love him as well, but years later, he still refuses to move back in. So I moved closer to my brother's house to make it more convenient for us to see each other. He and my son are doing a little better now. When they see each other, they speak and shake hands, but that's it. One of my husband's female friends told me that he talked about coming home soon. She knows him very well, so I got excited. But he said that another one of his female friends told him if he moves back home, she will never talk to him again. So he says to avoid conflict, he'll just stay where he is. I pray daily that he will change his mind. What can I do to get my husband back home where he belongs? Stephen Shirley, please help. You, you've got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> this, you've got to be kidding me. Tommy, are, are you pranking us right now? Seriously? Uh-uh, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I mean, this, 
This is your husband, your house, your son. No one has any control over what's going on in your marriage, but your son, who shouldn't even be at your house because if he's young and or, or old enough or grown enough to um to, to disrespect your your husband and fight him, then he should probably be on his own and out of your house. Now, your husband, on the other hand, uh, something is going on with him and his so-called female friends uh, because he's taking to what they're saying and uh, not listening to you, his wife. He'll just stay where he is because one of his female friends will never talk to him again. Okay, so what? (laughs) This is really crazy. So to avoid conflict, he'll just stay where he is? Yeah, he likes staying with your brother because he can come and go and do whatever he wants to do and then have you, his wife on the side, convenient whenever he wants you. It's a perfect situation for him. You, as his wife, needs to um, set some boundaries, some rules. He either comes back or it's over. Why are you making it so easy for him? Why are you allowing him to do all these things? It's his son and it's your son and it's him. This is your life. What are you going to do? You need to talk to both of them. Steve, this is crazy. Yeah, um, this letter right here. I agree with most of what you say and Shirley. Uh, but let me say this. First of all, the whole problem in this letter, the damn boy. The son. <laughs> the hell he in charge of right. who stay where when he ain't paying for nothing. Right. Now, unless your son is real big and your husband is little, <laughs> ain't no boy running me out no house. Right. Unless I took it as an opportunity to get out, which could be the case. Because you say your husband moved out three years ago, moved in with your brother. Now, he got in a big argument with your son. You know, your son didn't know your husband that well when we got married. He thought my husband was using me, so he didn't like him. How old is this boy? That would help if I knew that. Yeah, she didn't put that in there. My husband tried to come back home twice. My son disrespected him both times. Mm. See, me and this son, we're going to work this out. Because what you're going to stop doing, little boy, is the disrespecting me thing. That's the that's first thing. All right. So he, your husband said he would never, ever come back. He said he would never, ever come back. So here's, here's what the deal is. Your husband says he loves you very much, and you love him as well. But years later, he still refuses to move back in. So I moved closer to my brother's house. Oh, that's the solution? <laughs> you don't move in your brother's house. You just move closer to his house. That's smart. That's a marriage to make it more convenient for us to see each other. Now, he and my son, they're doing a little bit better when they see each other. They speak and shake hands. Okay, that's the start. But here's the problem, though. When you do see him, you go to hotels. So what the hell did you move closer to him for? And y'all still going to hotels. Why is your son running your life? (laughs) My next point of contention, your husband, 
Sure got a lot of female friends. Mm. Woo! And they got pulled too. Yeah. His female friends got more pulled than you, and you the wife. I have to share something with you. Your husband is a bachelor. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, what? Your husband <laughs> is a bachelor. Right. Should Steve. be the title of this letter. Uh-huh. My husband is a bachelor. Because he lived by himself. I'm just a bachelor. With your brother, who I bet you ain't married. And he can come and go like he please. And he got female friends. One of them has told him if he, she go back, if he go back to you, she won't talk to him no more. So you know what he decided? Uh-oh. She not going to talk to me no more. I got to stay in this brother's house. Yeah. Now, when we come back, I'm going to share another fact with you that no one has thrown out in this letter. Please, ma'am, be sitting down. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll be right back <laughs> with some more unveiling of the letter. All right, you heard Steve. We'll be we'll have part two of his response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's get your response to part two of the Strawberry Letter this today. This woman married this man. Mm-hmm. This man don't get along with her son. Her son is in charge of her life and the house and everything. The man leaves. Every time he try to come back twice, the boy disrespect him. He leave again because the boy think he use it. So he moves in with your brother. You try to keep the relationship together. You move closer to your brother. But he got female friends telling him not to go back. He says he's coming back, but it's been years now. He still ain't back. And one of his girlfriends told him, if you go back, I'll never speak to you again. So to hold down confusion, he said he going to stay where he is. Hmm. His, fr- you know, his female friends have more pull than his wife. Mm. The new name of this letter I've re-entitled it is, Your Husband is a Bachelor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, here's something we haven't explored in this letter. I need your undivided attention, please. I need everybody to take a seat. Your husband is seeing mm. your brother. God, ah! <laughs> Oh boy. Anybody no thought of this right here? <laughs> oh, no. Woo! Your hey. husband and your brother, could they be seeing one another? I don't mm. know this, but he sure likes staying with your brother more than he likes staying with you. Didn't we have a strawberry letter like this once upon a time? I yeah. don't know, but I just wanted to throw that out there Wow! and put that in the mix. People think we make these letters up. No way. In the words of Bill Withers, mm-hmm. who is he and what is he to you? Mm. <laughs> My friends feel it's their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me that I ought to not let you just walk on me. My brother, he set me right down and he talked to me. And I'm sure he meant well. Yeah, but when our talk was through, I, I, I said, brother, 
If you only knew, you'd wish that you were in my shoes. Oh, you just keep on using me. Until you use me up. Now, he at your brother's house getting used up for real. Something is amiss in this letter. And I think it's your husband. All right, Steve, we got to go. You know that. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on this strawberry letter from today at My Girl Shirley. Switching gears now. All right, Carla, Steve, you guys are dog yeah. owners, dog lovers. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's a recent outbreak uh, on the dog flu, okay? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Uh, puppies across the United States have literally been getting sick as a dog. I mean, literally getting sick as a dog due to canine flu uh, this, this past year. More than 100 dogs have tested positive for the virus, including 72 in California alone. Well, uh, when you lick your own, okay, you bind to catch something. I'm in there licking yourself. <laughs> what you expect? I'm surprised they don't have STD. You're laying in the middle of the street licking yourself. <laughs> That's how they greet each other. I didn't go to college. I went to trade school. But if you have a habit of constantly licking yourself. Ew. How do you have to say it like got that? Got your mouth all around somebody your, else's tail. Your own tail. And you smell somebody else's butt. You bound to get something. That's their thing. That's what animals do. Yeah, That's well, what they, they we don't that. do it. <laughs> well, if they got something, you're going to get it right away. Because <laughs> their contact point is close. <laughs> there are cases in Georgia and the southeast parts of the country, too. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, but, no. but here's some good news, though. I do have good news for the dog lovers out there. The dogs can get vaccinated, okay? Oh, good. Uh, yeah. They can? Just like humans. Yeah, they can. They get can get shots. Shot. They can get shots, yeah. For the flu. Dogs with the flu have the same symptoms as humans, coughing, sneezing, runny nose, and eyes. They have the same oh. symptoms. I don't see that. Yeah. And they can spread the flu to other dogs or cats by barking. But they can't split. This is, in case you're wondering, they cannot spread it to humans. Okay, because yeah. I can tell you right now, you have to be out of here. So take. <laughs> Sweet down there to shelter. Friday. Just take care of your pets. Be in coffee, I can get you. It's going to be in a shelter with some pressure on you. You want to go? Do you want to go home? Oh, Would you like to go I home? You I need you, Jay. You, like you want to go home, but guess what? You ain't going. <laughs> if I was a dog, I... Oh, man, you a dirty... Dog, I pee on you out of my cage. Here come this week. black. Here what come this you? black dude right here. This ball here. Watch his hip. He going to start. I'm going to raise my leg. I'm going to pee as hard as I can right in his mouth while he up against the cage. Tell me, you want to go? You want to go? You want some of this pee in your mouth? Terrible. This is so nasty. I know you do. I know you want to go home. Hey, what's your name, Scooter? All right, Scooter. Scooter. Guess what? You're not going. That's beyond that. Because you have the flu? <laughs> That's so ugly, Jay. Oh, poor dog. You're so mean. I know. Poor dog. Horrible.
So is I there anything you can do to prevent? To yeah, take him to the vet and get some yeah, meds or something. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm take her to the vet. Okay. I don't want my baby to get sick. You're going to take your dog to the vet to do what? For prevention. To, to get a vaccination or to, for her to get checked out to make sure they she have a have vaccination. Flu. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, yeah they can be vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should do the same. Well, All right. Uh, today's crazy comedy segment in about 10 minutes at 41 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, Steve, Jay is here with things that have a cutoff age. Jay, explain this, well, 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 Steve actually has it. It's these things, uh, uh, Shirley and everybody, there's a cutoff age to everything, mm-hmm. to everything yeah. you do. Some yeah. people, Some people just ignore it and just keep doing it. Yeah. Right. But run it down, Steve. Like, come on. This should have a cutoff point. <laughs> the nay nay. The dance. If you over forty, <laughs> women don't need to look out there and see you doing the nay nay or the whip, uh, uh, the whip or the nay nay. Yeah. And you forty. Yeah. Uh huh. Really, 35, back, 33. We're going to yeah. let you have it to 33. Yeah, 33. You asked, stop doing the whip and the name. <laughs> Here's what you can't do if you over 35. Mm-hmm. You cannot go see the Migos perform. Man. Uh-huh. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can listen to them. You can, but you got to take your kids. Yeah, you got to take somebody's <laughs> children yeah. with you, right? Mississippi okay. Monica just went. <laughs> Yeah, way about. too old. <laughs> way too old. People sitting next to her going, who mama? <laughs> sitting there watching the Migos over Reed <laughs> Here's something that has a cutoff age. We don't have a cutoff age, but just listen to this. You cannot mm-hmm. wear crop tops. If you have a muffin top, man or woman. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good you one. You know how many of them shirts yeah. that's cut off too short like yes. you Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. Well, you're not. That's a good one. Uh-huh. I like it. Mm-hmm. If just a little bit of muffin yeah. on the side. Yeah. You can't do it. You nah. can't do yeah. it. I don't mind a little muffin uh-huh. on a woman. Uh-huh. But on a man. Yeah, man, uh-uh. Dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Bro. If you're over 25, Bro. you got to stop using the word lit. <laughs> what? If you're really? over 25, yeah, Shirley, you got to stop using the word lit. This show is I lit it all the time. Day. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> if you're oh, over 55, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you're still using the word copacetic, <laughs> everything copacetic. <laughs> Oh, that's copacetic, man. Oh, man, that's copacetic. You, you, you need to come on out. Come on. Uh, okay. I love this. I love this. Uh-huh. Come on. If you four years old mm-hmm. and you're in a stroller with your legs crossed <laughs> and you can pull yourself along in the stroller, your ass needs to be walking. Oh, my God. You got something for the babies? <laughs> Here's here's one. Mm. If you're over 80 with a walker Uh and it's got a cup holder, fanny pack, a place to hold a newspaper, (laughs) tennis balls for a grip, damn it, you got to take something off. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. It's it's too much. (laughs) 
Cup holder <laughs> and a fanny pack. Uh, if you over yeah. farted, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and people are still considering you ratchet, mm. Mm. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. you're not ratchet. You're actually stupid. <laughs> <laughs> A man over 40 yeah. with two yeah. chains. Okay. And his name is not two chains. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm need actually to stop. Done that. I'm actually done. On the outside. Tommy, yeah. Yeah. Outside On the outside. If you stop over 50 and still wearing any form of nugget jewelry. Uh, <laughs> not the nuggets. What about the set? Can you wear nugget set, Steve? <laughs> Here's one, Uh Monica Shirley. Uh If you're over 45, Uh each fingernail can't be a different color. (laughs) (laughs) They've been doing it. They've been doing it. Nail polish. Whatever. You all don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we might not know, but we know that. But let me tell you this, though. Uh, Don, who's in charge of all of our social media, our digital programming and all of that, when you mm-hmm. mentioned nuggets, she looked over like all she could think what of was that? like chicken McNuggets. She oh, didn't no. know oh, no. what oh, no. you were talking about. Nugget watch. She was like, nuggets? Yeah. Nuggets <laughs> are still out there, Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> At McDonald's? She thought you were talking about at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. no. Nugget range. <laughs> the nugget set. <laughs> Let me see which one was my favorite. It was between the Migos party and Muffin Top, I think. <laughs> that crop. Yeah. I like four years old still in the stroller. Yeah, I like your leg. Yeah, yeah, you got your leg crossed. Yeah. You don't get to walk. You don't get to walk. <laughs> so, Steve, I got a question. So, I can't say lit. What's the cutoff age? The cutoff lit? age is, uh, what, 35 over 35? You know what you can't say, Jay? What? <laughs> Trump. Oh, you can't say Trump. <laughs> Remember Trump? Trump? Remember Trump? Yeah. Hey, oh, Trump, Trump, come in. Or, or that's up there with turkey. Yeah. Oh, we couldn't <laughs> say turkey. turkey. And we couldn't turkey. say monk with. Yeah. Couldn't say what? Monk with. Uh, uh, don't be monking with me. Or don't be oh. monkey around. You oh, we yeah. couldn't say that. I'm going to see the Migos. <laughs> yeah, you can't go see the Migos. You got to take your little girl to see the Migos. You got to take somebody Junior, what am I going to take... be doing? <laughs> Watching them? <laughs> what you say, Junior? You're sitting in there looking over your glasses. <laughs> like an old lady. Like an old lady. Who the hell is watching the Migos over some rain? You can't go. Don't, don't go down there and embarrass yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> Y'all ever seen Monica look over a glass? Yeah, she has that old lady look. That's how she was looking at the meat. Left, but 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 with a uh, foam dress on <laughs> and some pumps with a ankle strap. Yeah. <laughs> no, but with a low I'm, kitty kitty heel on. Yeah, you cannot go see the meat. So we got like cut off age, huh? Yeah. yeah, everything should have a yeah. cut off. You should age. have a cut off age. Definitely. Definitely. Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 7 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. <laughs> this segment is called None of Your Darn Business. Jay, please explain. Okay, it's very easy. <laughs> you need to stay out of other people's business. 
You see something going on that don't bother you, that don't concern you? Ain't none of your damn business. Ain't none of your damn business. Ain't none of your damn business. For, for instance. <laughs> you see somebody steal somebody's order at Starbucks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You ain't... know, just take it right on the end, you know, where they yeah. put the order in, and they take it. That ain't your damn business. But they put it's your name on the cup. They anyway. They put your yeah. name on the cup. Yeah, you don't know what that person going through. <laughs> Let them have that cup. They got some more back there. It's fourteen dollars a cup anyway. Let them have that cup. Yeah. Yeah. Locked yeah. locked that's not your name. That's, that's, that's not your name. Your name is on the cup. Don't what? Yes, it don't change inside the cup. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Yeah. It don't. Right. And uh-huh. it ain't but an eight cent loss to Starbucks. <laughs> right it off. Mm. Oh really? Write it off. What you got? I got one. I tell you what, you know, if it's the fifteenth, uh huh, and you go to your mailbox, uh huh, and you see somebody else opening somebody else's checks, yeah, that ain't none of your damn. How business. does that no. concern you? That is none of your damn business. <laughs> what you got to do with that? I ain't got nothing to do with it. You know it's the fifteenth. You know the check coming. They ain't told me gonna take the money. They did. Yeah. yeah. What you got, Tommy? What you got? Taking people. You at the you at the mall. Uh huh. Get on the mall. You see your best friend's wife. Uh huh. Yeah. Switch cars. Yeah, she get out of her car and get mm-hmm. in another car, and they drive off. That ain't none of my damn. How's that your business? That ain't that ain't got nothing to do with me. You but know, she might be no. test driving. I don't she know. She be what test driving. Yeah, we still <laughs> best That friend. ain't your business. Stay out other people's business. You got one thing. Yeah, this has happened to me before. Uh huh. If I'm standing in line at the bank, uh huh, and I go up there and I and I give her a withdrawal slip, uh huh, and she give me too much money, right? Uh-huh. That is none of my damn business. <laughs> <laughs> Count your blessings yeah, and yeah. go home. Yeah. Go home. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, yeah, you, you're going to get into a whole lot. Now you that extra time. That's... Walk away, and that ain't your business. I hate to say it, that's stealing. That okay. Is. No, that's not stealing. You stealing. gave it to me. The money was given to him. But it's not your money. It is once he hey, gets it in Shirley, his hand. I didn't slide her a note. I slid her a withdrawal slip. Yeah. All that's legal. Now, how much you put in there, right. that's none of my business. Not at all. Now, if it's not enough, uh-huh. it's my business. Yeah, you can get fired. If it's too much, nobody's I business. just, I'm going to spend it before you find out. This is, a good, find this is a good one right here. You at work, uh-huh. and you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. one of your co-workers' arms is humming, smoking. Yeah. That ain't your business. No. Just don't sit next to him. Yeah, get away from him. <laughs> I think that ain't your business. business. Yeah. Point your fan towards they cheat. That's all you got to do. You That's you your business why they smoking. <laughs> they going through something. Yeah. Just like that yeah. coffee stealer. Yeah. They going through something. You wouldn't right. say He anything. over there smelling like hot garbage. Yeah. And they got nothing to do with you. Yeah. You wouldn't slide some deodorant or perfume <laughs> over there. You wouldn't they do that. They ain't gonna use it. They ain't gonna use it. Y'all wouldn't say anything. Y'all wouldn't say nothing. And the funky one don't know they funky. When you in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And you see somebody mm-hmm. back into another car. <gasps> oh, and I'm talking about hit it good. But then they look up and see you. Uh-huh. Saw them. Uh-huh. They ain't none of your damn business. And, they, and they drive off. Oh, yeah, don't you be writing down nothing. You wouldn't get their license plate <laughs> number. You forgot to leave your information. That ain't, yeah. that ain't none of your damn You wouldn't get their license plate number. the wrong license plate now. Your ass going to be in the witness protection program. <laughs> Call the police. No, you don't oh. call nobody. You don't call you no call in the store. Get what you came for. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy, what you got, man? Oh, my God. I'm at, the, I'm at a dinner table, but the dinner table next to me got about eight people at it having dinner. Uh-huh. They didn't order wine and everything. I know the waiter from the rack of a big tip. They leave $200 on the table for the waiter. 
the bus boy come by and slide the 200 <gasps> in his pocket what? and look at that me. And I just you. threw both my hands up. That ain't none of my damn business. Oh. Right <laughs> that ain't none of my damn business. That dog. was not his money. That wasn't, but, but, you know, he, he didn't got tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ain't moved up to wait to, to wait again. He tired. He been busting them tables, man, seeing all that money on that table. Yeah, he's tired of it. You had a football Wrong. game. Uh-huh. You in the middle of the row. Yeah. Hot dogs here, hot dogs here. Uh-huh. A man six people down ordered a hot dog. The hot dog get passed. Before he get to the man, somebody else eat it. Uh-uh. <laughs> that ain't your damn business. That ain't my business. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Ain't two people the bit into it. <laughs> You know it's going down you there. You know the way it doesn't hot dog. Now, he yeah. done already bit into it. What? <laughs> the hot dog man got to make him know. Oh, that man. Yeah. 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 That's none of your business, huh? He ain't wrong for that. I know. I'm not wrong at all. All right. I got one more. Come on, Jay. Right. You at 7-Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the back mm-hmm. where they have the drinks. Yeah. yeah. Sodas, right? Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. somebody get a drink, drink it, get a drink. Drink it, yeah. get another drink, drink yeah, it. Then they you... go up to the counter with a full cup right. say, I had one soda. Right. How does that concern you? Not at all. Because he's <laughs> down three in the back. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Open all three of them. <laughs> that ain't got all. nothing to do with you. That mind your own damn business, man. You're not, you're not gonna that tell the guy at the cash register. You're not gonna not say anything. All right, all right, Jay. <laughs> <sighs> then you guys, stay out I got one more for you, Jay. You got one, Tommy? You're number three in line at the ATM machine. One guy leave, the second guy step up. It says on the screen, would you like another transaction? Which means the last guy did not clear out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't yeah, finish his transaction. So this yeah. man go back in this man's bank account and get two, $300, and I'm watching him. But that ain't none of my damn business. What? How does that concern you? <laughs> that does not. Yeah. That's folk business. You don't need to be involved with that yeah. before you get hurt. Cameras. Most of the stuff that ain't your business will get you hurt. It definitely yeah. will. Coming up, it's more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, this your man, Steve Harvey. Here's a question. Don't laugh. Do you think you're smarter than my nephew, Tommy? You could qualify for, listen to this, $1 million. Go to Steve Harvey FM, get the details on how you can play Smarter Than Nephew Tommy. Here's the deal. If you're smarter than Tommy, you win a $100 gift card, and you have an opportunity to open the safe and win, listen to this again, $1 million. Now, if Tommy wins, you get a $25 gift card. Go to Steve Harvey FM for details. The winning starts this Tuesday at 7.20 a.m., 6.20 a.m. Central. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A new study out of the University of Queensland, guys. Queensland, Australia determined that being in a relationship makes people fatter. Okay? Uh, The study found that those with a long-term partner weighed on average 12.7 pounds more than single people. What? What? That's easy. That's that's easy. And showed an average weight gain of 3.9 pounds per year. And it could be that eating with someone leads people to eat larger portions and more calories. Or it could be that since they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have to impress anyone. There you go. uh, Couples just kind of let themselves go. That ain't it. Yeah. That ain't it. What's it? It's when you out there running them, it actually reduces calories. Trying to catch, huh? 
Yeah, when you out there, listen to what, when you out there running them, you running them. That's exercise. That's work. You got to get over here, get oh. back in here, mm-hmm. answer that phone right quick, dive over yeah. there, knock it off the table. You got to run down here, dry your car, hide it in the bushes around the yeah, corner, a lot of work. walk back over yeah. to the house. Your weight going to stay down. Excuse me. <laughs> could, like, could you yeah. back up to when diving you... over the table? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. What and run, running up. No, I dove over a table to answer that phone. <laughs> oh, got to get this phone. So you can't be thicker. You can't be. Yeah, yeah. You you know, you're, that. you're constantly yeah. looking out the window, seeing who might show up. You don't know. You made plans. You. <laughs> You're nervous and you can't eat. Hard to have company. Yeah, over. you know, can't have yeah. company over. You don't know who's going to come over. Yeah, you can. Lying yeah. is stressful. And you lying, you can't eat all the time because you got to keep your mouth running. I got lies to tell. I can't be sitting up in here eating. And you got to remember them. You can't eat. You can't eat. You got to go over there and eat with that person uh-huh. and run you over here and, man. You can't lie and eat at the same time. It's too much, Steve. That's why single people are trembling. It's, 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 it's possible, though. You can't lie and eat. I done done it a lot of times. You can do it. Uh-oh. It's doable. All this stuff that y'all running from, I run to it. This, is, this can be done. not impossible. Like, stuff, not impossible. Don't, don't, don't accept this that you can't do. Take the challenge, man. Be positive. Know what you're doing. Take your, take your phone at night. Put it in your drawers. You know what okay, you're let doing. me ask you this. Do you go back to the house to get your phone? Hell yeah. <laughs> and run over eight cars trying to get there. So wait, but, what are you saying? So you're on your way to work. Yeah. Yeah. You've, Halfway you've, to work. Yeah. You discover you left your phone. Oh, you gotta at go home. get that phone. I'm gonna be late. You gotta get that phone. I might get fired. And whoever you work for will understand. Yeah. He he, he, wait, hold on. Let's ask. There. Let's ask the boss. Ask him. Let's ask the boss. Is this true, boss? Oh, we don't make. We don't understand. <laughs> we don't understand. Well, I'm, oh, we know what's going on. But you have left your phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You have left your phone. He tell everything. <laughs> oh, you sit up here and act like you go back home to get it. Remember that Carl and I were so back home worried. over there to get it that time. Oh, man. Uh, oh, surely. Oh, hell, bro. We were so worried. Steve was everybody, just as calm. Everybody worried about Tommy. Oh, my God, we haven't heard from Tommy. <laughs> Y'all stop all this. Dave, something could have happened to him. I'm going to call his girlfriend. Don't do that. <laughs> what, the same thing happened recently with Jay. Yeah. He never, never called anybody's girlfriend. Thank you. Coming up, it's more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're in the middle of this segment called I'm Becoming My Parents. And uh, Jay and Steve Harvey are, are letting us know that they're uh, saying things to the their same kids. same thing. That, we haven't come up with nothing yeah, new. You got one, it. Steve? You got one? A scratch on that wall is a scratch on your ass. You better say it because that's me now. Put a scratch on that wall uh, is going to be a scratch on your ass. Yeah. Uh, say that now. You say that, Carla. Right. Yeah, scratch on that wall. <laughs> yeah. Scratch on that means you really want to scratch uh-huh. on your behind uh-huh. if you scratch that wall. Because uh-huh. yeah. yeah. they over there playing. They ain't got to be over there playing. I don't know if it could be done, but I damn near got beat to where I thought it was going to come off. I will beat all 
all the black audience. Oh, yes. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> I, will, I will be the all the black yeah. audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if it can happen. I don't know if it can go down. Come on, Steve. <laughs> That you standing in that refrigerator though like you bought something. <laughs> 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 hey, what's the, I like that. I got to use that one. Uh, hey, hey, what's the time limit on that refrigerator? Yeah, Don't anybody yeah. know? It, it, no, you got to get in and get out. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Steve. Yeah. Come on, Jay. Somebody need to tell me. Why all these lights is on? Oh, I need to that, know that. That's me. That, now, that is me. That's my uh-huh. husband. Yeah. Ooh, I need to know why all these lights is on. Uh, yes. Steve. <laughs> I love it, Jeff. We're becoming our parents. We are becoming mm-hmm. our parents. I'm tired because Junior. Junior making you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, this, this is dedicated to Carla. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, come on. This is Pat Boltner's line. Uh-huh. My mama. Uh-huh. Huh? If you can hum me, you can hear me. Yes, yes. man. Yes. That's my mama. Yes. Come on, Steve. Yes. Hey, You're about to make me cry. <laughs> if you can hum me, you can hear me. You can hear me. Oh, this is one. Ann Lee Brown special. Mm. What? So my mama was a heavy, little heavy, you know, little heavy on the stocky side. So this was her patent. Don't make me. Run after you, and, and she couldn't run anyway. <laughs> but don't yeah. make me run after you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you know, you didn't want that. <laughs> Let me go and walk back in and take this because mm-hmm. it ain't gonna yeah. be nice if I make a run. Okay. <laughs> this one is dedicated uh-huh. to Shirley's mama, Miss Helen. Sit down. Everyone has seen you. Yes. <laughs> and you do it too much. Oh, yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. You do yeah. it too much. Have a seat. You do it way too much. Everybody already saw you. Uh-huh. Everybody yeah. see you. Uh, putting on a little show here. Uh, I grew yeah. up on that. Uh, yeah. That line uh, right uh, here. one right here, Steve. Get out of this room looking in my mouth when I talk. Because <laughs> yes. ain't nobody talking to you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, grown folks conversation. This is uh-huh. this is grown folk talking up in here. Yes, Jay. Yes. Uh-huh. We are becoming our yeah. parents, Steve. Looking yeah. down my throat while I talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Steve. you got, Steve? Keep on, keep on acting cute. See how cute your daddy think he is when he get home from work. Woo! When that Slick was... get in here, when we, Slick gonna cut out all this cuteness. Okay, your you mama know. said that. Yeah. Yeah. And your daddy hit hard. <laughs> all right, coming up, Steve's closing remarks at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, your closing remarks are back. What you got for us today? You know what? I just want to remind people because it's it's a tough thing to cut people out your life. It's a tough decision for people to make because the average person, uh, you know, that's of positive nature. They they like positive things around them, positive energy, and it bec- it's difficult when you, as a positive or decent or caring person has to be faced with the decision to cut somebody out your life. And I've had to do it many times, and I'm faced with the decision again, even this stage of my life. There are people who I really should not have around me. Now, because I have a sense of guilt, 
I continue to keep them, you know. I, I, I come up with excuses for them. You know, what they gonna do. You know, if they not here, what would they do? If, if, if I remove them, what happens to them? Well, I mean, that's because you're a caring person. But can I tell you how much that ain't your business? It's really, really not. It's not your business, nor should you make it yours. Because what will happen is, if you guilt yourself into holding on to this person, you will continue to possess that nagging, gnawing feeling that you have every time you're around them. Because they actually bring no real value to you. Oh, they bring you a lot of promises. Oh, they bring you a lot of, oh, man, this is, man, I got something big I'm working on. Oh, you hear that all the time. Oh, I sure appreciate you. Lord, I don't know where I'd be without you. You've been, you've been such a blessing to me. You know, you're going to get it all kinds of ways. And that makes you feel even worse about the inevitable decision that you know you have to make. But let me help y'all understand something right here. People can be manipulative. People can be very, very manipulative. And when a person know they getting over on you, they say the things, because they know you're a decent person, so they say the things to you to keep in the forefront of your mind how decent you are. God bless you. You've been a blessing to me. Lord, I don't know what I'd do without you. I thank God for people like you. Well, when do I get to thank God for you? When do you become such a blessing to me? When at the point in this relationship where every relationship should be give and take, when do I get to take something out? Because right now all I'm doing is giving. I'm telling you, y'all, I know how you're feeling about cutting these people out your life, but you have got to because if there's a person in your life that's just on the receiving end of your friendship and give you nothing in return, they are on the receiving end of your paycheck and give you nothing in return. They are receiving end of all your goodness and favors and give you no goodness and favors. You no longer have an obligation to that person. You really don't. And I remind you of something that Bishop Jake said. Sometimes you have to let people go so they can be freed up to their own destiny. Oh. See, because they keep tying their destiny to yours. But see, God didn't give them your destiny. They got their own destiny. You know, unless you're with your wife or your children, them destinies ain't tied to yours. And once your children get a certain age, your destiny don't belong to them no more. They have to, they, as Marjorie says, their wings work. You got to let them get out there and get to flapping. So they can fly. So as you make your list of people who bring you nothing but bad news, they have to go. When you make your list of people who every time they call you, they just want something, they have to go. They have to go because they slowing you down. They dead weight. They sitting on the wagon and they ain't pushing. They ain't getting out the wagon to remove no rocks and debris out the way. They ain't trying to fill a pothole for you. Just they don't even repair wagon wheels. They just own your wagon, sitting there, legs up, and just chilling. You out on rope just pulling. You got to get rid of them people. 
The other people you have to get rid of is sometimey people. Because you know what's so hard about sometimey people? Because you don't never know when their time going to be. Because they sometimey. So sometimes they cool and sometimes they ain't. And on the days when you need them to be cool, that's what that's one of them some days where they ain't. <laughs> so now you got all these sometimey people in your life. And you be going, well, they cool over here, but they ain't cool over there. If the people in your life ain't cool everywhere you take them mm. and every time you talk to them, you got to get rid of them too. I'm sorry. Now that's going to shorten your list. But what good is the list if it ain't a good list? Stop just trying to have a list. It's like people in a bad relationship. So you're going to stay in the bad relationship just so you can say you're in a relationship. Or will you free yourself so that you can be freed up to your destiny to possibly be in a good relationship? But you'll never get in a good relationship if you're going to stay and sit in the bad relationship, which has proven year after year after year to be of no substance and no just no goodness for you. It just does nothing for you. But you're going to stay in it just so you can say you're in a relationship. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So y'all think about it. Those people that you got to cut loose, you got a tough decision, but you have to do it. God will bless you for it, too. And guess what? You have more more free time. You have more money and everything when you let them go. And you don't even have to deal with the aggravation of them anymore. That's an amazing thing. So that's my closing remarks. Just wanted to remind y'all that. Have a great weekend, everybody. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Business as usual is a thing of the past. These days, when it comes to helping businesses evolve and innovate, a little unconventional thinking goes a long way. T-Mobile for Business breaks with convention to help businesses realize new possibilities. They offer America's largest and fastest 5G network, a reimagined customer experience to give you solutions in the moment, and premium benefits like 5G with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs. Details at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. Open signal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. 